Crystal Fry and Susan Price and today's episode is Who Are You with guest host Ashley Shepard. All right guys so Ashley I actually have been following on Instagram for a while and she lives in Knoxville Tennessee. Um, I reached out to her and was like Ashley we would love to have you as a guest on our podcast. Uh, She has the same vision as we do the same mission. She's just a few hours away Um, but we we both are really, all of us are really just connected in the way of wanting to serve women in the community of where we are, um, vastly and, um, you know, right here next door to us. And so Ashley, we're going to let Ashley introduce herself to you guys a little bit more. And then we have got a great just message that she's going to talk about. And we're going to kind of feed into too, that we want to talk to you about today about identity. So Ashley, thank you for joining us. Yes. Well, thank you again for having me. And I love listening to your podcast. And um, I feel like I'm sitting on your couch just hanging out. And I wish I wish we could right now, but um, maybe in the future. But um, I just love how real you guys are and just the encouragement that you are. And I appreciate you having me on. And um, but yeah, I'm just a little redneck from East Tennessee. And uh, I have um, a husband. I've been married almost 17 years and um, I have two boys, Wilson and Levi. They are nine and 11. So I live in Boyland. So we just ride dirt bikes and four wheelers and go to the lake. And, you know, so we're just loving life here in the Smoky Mountains. But, um, but I'm so excited that that you had mentioned that we have the same vision and same heart, because uh, I do have a heart to reach women all over the world um, in all seasons of life. It doesn't matter um, how old you are listening to this, whether you're in high school, you know, in college, maybe you're a grandmother, a single mom, um, wherever you're at, whatever season of life that you're in. um, I love that both of our hearts and visions and our ministries is is to encourage them and, and point them to Jesus and remind them who they are. Um, I truly believe um, we may have that. We all love Oreos in common. Cause I can't imagine like somebody not loving Oreos. Um, so I'm sure they have that in common, but I truly believe the one thing that all women have, regardless of how old they are, what season of life that they're in is um, at some point in life, we all go through that identity crisis where we look in the mirror And we ask that question, like, who am I? Like, this is not the, I don't recognize this person. And um, that, that question um, in the mirror was actually kind of what launched um, just my own identity crisis, but it was really good to be in that realization that I was in that because the Lord really helped walk me through um, reminding me who I'm not and reminding me who I am. And um, I've been able to take that struggle of my own to help encourage all the women out there, because I think that we all have that one thing in common. I think that bonds us together, that struggle, but also there's victory in that through Jesus. Yeah. And so that's kind of where my ministry started with my struggle for sure. Um, I, it's kind of funny because just, uh, yesterday I was talking to Susan about identity and I was telling her, so my daughter, it just graduated from high school and she's about to go to college. And I had her when I was young, I was 18 when I had her. Um, and I, 
my son is getting older, so he doesn't need me as much. I mean, like he can fix his own food. Like, I mean, he just doesn't, I mean, they still, they're always going to need you as their parents, but there comes a point where I feel like all of us as um, parents find identity a little bit in our children, especially when they're smaller and you can control and all that kind of stuff. And I was just telling her, I'm in such a transition period for my identity right now, because I've realized that I've put some of my identity in my kids. And now that I'm losing that control, and now that I am um, in this transition period of figuring out, okay, my daughter's about to leave and I'm not going to have that much control anymore. And I, you know, I'm having to let go a lot of, I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize it, but honestly, I think that that's with everything. I think that it's very easy to get our identity wrapped up in things and not even realize it. And, and it's, it's taken me this huge transition to realize like, oh, wow, I, I really did have my identity in, in her and in this. And, um, and now I'm having to figure out like, okay, I, how do I get out of that and, and really where I'm supposed to be with that? So um, it's crazy that, you know, it's, it's funny how it's always put on your heart at the most great time that you're coming on to talk to us about your own story and how you found that too, because I think, we both is it's very relatable to all women in general. I think, I mean, everybody. Yeah, no, that's so good. And it's funny because I had somebody, how this all came to be. I had somebody at church ask me, they said, what do you like to do for fun? And I'm like, well, at this point, I would love to just go to the bathroom by myself. Like that's my goal. Like that sounds fun to me, you know, like kidding around. And the things that I had listed was things that like I did with my children or even my husband, or honestly, even with my sister or a friend. And so, cause you may be on here listening and you don't have kids and you don't have, you're not married, right. but it's you, you it's, and I feel like to where we put our identity is usually where we have, where we spend most of our time and energy, yeah, right? Good. Because where we spend our most time and energy is where we gain the value and the worth of what we feel like of who we are. Um, and so whether that's parenting, whether it's, you know, tra- climbing the corporate ladder or uh, whatever that may look like, you know, or maybe it's somebody in ministry doing ministry 24 seven and you put, um, or you're an influencer on social media and you're, you know, you got to have the followers and the likes and the views and, and um, because that's where your time is going and, and that's where you feel most valued. And what I realized when that person asked me that and what I was coming up with was where I put my time and energy, I realized that I didn't put my time and energy where I needed to, which was in God's word and the Lord at that moment. Um, I, during that time too, I was going through postpartum depression, um, really bad. And I didn't realize how bad it was. Um, but it was really that question where I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I like to do. I don't really know who I am. I know where all my time and energy is going and I love my family, mm-hmm. but I felt a void. I felt empty. And um, if you're listening, I've ever felt just that emptiness and you don't know where it's coming from, but you know, you feel it, but things in life are great, right? Like you see things on social media, you see me out in the grocery store, you would never know that I would cry myself to sleep at night or, you know, didn't want to wake up in the morning because I'd have to put clothes on. And I was over 200 pounds, you know, like nobody knew that struggle. Um, and so, but it was in that moment that I realized, like, I've really, 
I know that God created me and I know that I have a purpose, but, but I don't know that that's, that's all that I know. And, and it wasn't enough for me. And I realized that it's because I was skimming the surface of God's word. I was not going deep. Um, and so I went on a mission actually to discover who Jesus was. Cause I thought if I can just discover the character of Jesus, how he responded, how he loved, um, when he was on this earth, um, and, and then maybe I can get a glimpse, you know, of, of why, why he created me. And, um, so that was really what launched the, the start of my identity crisis kind of turning into, um, like I said before, the Lord really showing me who I'm not. Because I believed all the lies. Let me just tell you girls this and everybody listening, stop believing everything that pops in your head because a lot of it um, is just not truth. And I was believing everything I was thinking. I was believing what people were saying and I wasn't filtering it through God's word and who he was saying that I was through his word and through praying to him and, um, and having those godly mentor conversation with friends. And so, um, so, you know, if anyone is experiencing anything similar to what we've talked about, I want to encourage you to like pick up God's word and, um, just stop the chatter in your mind. Um, and just, uh, just have a conversation with God about it. Um, I, I picked up my journal. Oh my gosh. I, if, if, if I die, you girls have to drop to Knoxville <laughs> journals and like throw them out because I threw up all over my journals and I was asking God all the crazy questions. Like, are we allowed to ask God why? And, you know, I just, I, I just threw it up and I was just so honest and real and raw with my journals. And that was the time with the Lord that I had. Um, and I talked about my, my deepest struggles. Um, and you know, the times that I felt like, you know, why am I even here? You know? And, um, and so, and the Lord answered back and I'm so thankful that we, um, we know Jesus and we know Jesus. We know that he's alive and we know that he responds back and we know that he loves us enough to communicate with us. And, and, and I have that relationship with him. Um, but for so long, I stopped talking to him. I stopped going to him. I went to everybody else. And so my identity was in everybody and everything else and my worth and value. And so I'm so thankful that we worship a God who's alive, that, that loves us enough to have a relationship with us. Yeah. I love that. I like what you said about where we, where we spend our time and energy or where we put our time and energy definitely is where we find our identity because I can relate to that. I'm Mm -hmm. sure pretty, pretty much everybody can, but for most of my life that that was me was like, finding my identity, I was running around chasing guys and like trying to find my self-worth in relationships and even in friendships, like not, not even just guys, but like trying to people please and just really whatever it was that I could make myself feel better to like for acceptance, I guess. And so I spent my whole entire life doing that and it just would never satisfy. And so I grew up in a a Christian home. I knew who God was and, and it was just like, lack of relationship with God. And so obviously I wasn't living for God and it wasn't even until, so I guess almost four years ago at, you know, one of our first women's ministry meetings. And so it was kind of like a smack in the face, kind of like a come to Jesus moment, literally. And it wasn't until then that I started really working on, you know, surrendering things over to God. And it was kind of one of those things I was like, well, first of all, I know I have a greater purpose. Like this cannot be what your purpose for me is, is just living this normal, ordinary day-to-day life. But even, even 
backing it up a little bit before I was a stay at home mom. And I was just like, I feel like there's something more for me. Like, I, I feel like I'm beyond the point. My son was two and I'd all always been a stay at home mom. And I was like, there's gotta be more for me. Like I, you know, I love staying home with my kids, but I feel like I'm at a point now where there's something else. Like mm-hmm. I've done my part. So what is it God? Like, and he opened up those doors and I started a job and it was great. And so that was like my entryway into that. But then I still felt like that longing for more. And so then again, b- going back fast forward and, you know, and I surrendered everything over and he started working on my heart, but I also started pouring into my relationship with God and reading the word as you were talking about and really just working on on that and myself, it was in those moments of weakness and surrender that I really truly found who he said I was. Mm -hmm. And I think when we really surrender that over and we really work on that relationship with him is when we really can start believing the truth of who we are, because it's easier to fight off the enemy and the lies of the enemy when we replace it with the truth of God. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I love what you said about, you know, where we spend our time and energy it, you know, is where we find our identity because truthfully, when we're putting it in the wrong things or we're spending our life, you know, searching for the wrong things, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's definitely coming out in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And I, I spent my whole entire life doing that. And I, I'm sure there's so many other people that are listening that have done the same thing too, but we're pouring into that relationship with Christ and truly seeking out Christ each and every day and putting him first it makes things so much easier for us, but the enemy is number one at trying to tell us yeah. otherwise of who we, who we are when it really is not the truth of what God says we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like too, always part of my ministry is helping people focus on Christ over culture because um, you know, our culture is wanting this to tell us who we are as well. But I actually posted on social media last night, I was just sitting there and it just like popped in my head. I knew it was from the Lord. It wasn't for me. But it was like, you know, someone else's opinion cannot take away God's plan for your life. Mm-hmm. And I was, a, I, I mean, I still struggle a little bit. I was a huge people pleaser. Like, if you didn't like me, I'm going to make sure that you like me. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to kiss your yeah. face. Like, yeah. And it was like not healthy. Right. Right. Um, and so that was a part of my identity struggle as I was going through my journey. Um, and actually my first book, each chapter is a certain label. I wrote a book in 2017. Each book is a certain label, like shame, uh, people pleasing, um, those things. And I go through, I share personal stories, but I go through and I, uh, we, t- I talk about what that w- personally looks like. And then you journal what that looks like. But then I share God's truth scripture that totally takes that lie out that, you know, it doesn't matter who likes you or who doesn't like you. Someone else's opinion cannot dictate how loved you are or how loved that you should feel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, shame, you know, the enemy wants to shame us with a past mistake. Well, our past mistake, that's not who we are. Mm -hmm. We all make mistakes and we, we give grace to other people, but it's so hard to give grace to ourselves. And I think that, Um, like you said, just with your story, um, it's that realization of, we do have a bigger purpose. And the cool thing is about our purpose is that it really isn't about us. And I think that takes the pressure off us. Cause I think as women, we're perfectionists, right? Like we want to do things really good. We want to make casseroles for people and give them gifts with a pretty bow. And you want to be that person to, you know, like we feel like we, you know, we're taking care of all the, we're keeping people alive. I mean, when you birth a baby, we breastfeed, we literally keep people alive with ourselves. Like we're like superhuman. We're amazing. But through all that, you know, we're caretakers. We're all the things. And I think that 
when we realize that our purpose, that we can take ourselves out of it, that mm-hmm. our purpose is, is Jesus Christ. And that if we can fix our eyes on him and what he has for us, um, it takes that pressure off of us to stop being perfect, to stop trying to find our value and worth in things that are going to go away and change. I mean, the, the, that's the only constant in life is change. Yeah. That's the only constant thing we have on this earth is change. Mm-hmm. And scripture says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he doesn't change. And he loves us because he loves us because he loves us. There's no condition to that. And I think that's culture's way is there's, they put conditions, right? Like you do a good job. I'm going to give you a race. Okay. All right. Great. That's your job. You know, even, even in relationships, like when you have a friendship, well, if you do this for me, I'm going to like you back. I'm going to like you even more. I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to uh, my house for a cookout with all my friends because you did this for me. There's always conditions on things. Yeah. We, do it, we do it as parents. Okay. You do your chores. We're going to go to Sonic to get a drink. I said that the other day, yeah. <laughs> a condition to a behavior. But I think that then that's, that's our culture. But I think if we can just stop for a second and to be reminded that Jesus is love and, and his sacrifice to die on the cross to give us freedom and salvation yeah. he did nothing for that. And we right. never have to do anything for his love. Like he loves us because he loves us because he loves us, period. There's, there's no, there's nothing. And I think that that is what's so sweet about um, who Jesus is and that void that I think that, that we're all born with that only he can fulfill is there. Um it has to be there that he can only fulfill. And sometimes we have to feel that in the deepest parts of us mm-hmm. um, to be able to surrender all the things to him and to be reminded that there's no condition. There's no thing we have to say to be, to do um, for his love and for him to, to, to wrap his arms around us, you know, but it is a relationship. We have to communicate with him. Um, you know, I couldn't continue a relationship with you guys if I never picked up the phone and called you or texted you, um, or checked in on your social media or what, you know, DM'd you, right? Like that's what we do nowadays. Um, and Jesus, you know, all he wants us to do, he wants our attention. Like he wants us to open up his word and, and speak to us through scripture and, um, and, and, and even going to church and being poured into from our pastor so we can go out and pour out. And, um, and so, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think our identity crisis is ever going to go away necessarily. I think with the, even, even the transition you're in with, you know, your kid going off to college and like, we're always going to go through transitions, you know, job changes, um, relationship failures, you know, um, I mean, I almost have a teenager, a boy, like, what do you even do with 13 year old boys? I don't know. I'm going to have to like send them off and then figure it out. But, um, I still have to say is that that's a transition in itself. So, so we will we'll always find ourselves in these transitions, which we usually find ourselves thinking, okay, now what do I do with my time and energy? Now, who am I in this situation? Um, so I think that we're never going to get away from that, but what we have to be reminded of is where, where are we putting our attention? Because if we're yeah. putting our attention on that, on what the world says that we should do and be and say, you know, the world has lots of opinions of what we should do, be and say, but Jesus does too. And I think just being reminded in all those situations, I need to open up God's word. I need to throw up on my journal 
get a pen and I need to have some time with him and build that relationship up, you know, even more. Um, and it's not easy, right? I mean, what we're talking about, it could, some of these things could be great stitched on a pillow or on a little Hobby Lobby sign, you know, like fix your eyes on Jesus. Like that's a scripture. I mean, all that sounds wonderful, but it's not easy. Right. If it was easy, we wouldn't have the identity struggle that we have in different seasons. Right? Yeah. So I always remind people like this, this is a fight. Like you're, you're in a fight and scripture says that, that he will fight for us. So it's our job to surrender. It's our job, you know, to, to come to him. Um, cause he will take our burdens and he will make them light. And there's so many promises in scripture that, that we have, but we've got to open it up and be reminded and allow him to fill us back up. And, um, and so it's definitely a journey and, and nobody likes to hear that it's hard. It's not, that's not popular. Mm-hmm. Quick and easy, popular <laughs> struggle is not <laughs> right. Yeah. Easy button. But I just, I really have a heart and that's why we need each other. We need your podcasts. You know, we need your books. We need your blogs. We need your, you know, all the things um, to, to come together and fight um, to remind each other that we are daughters of Jesus. The second you accept Jesus in your heart, that that you know that he died on the cross and he is alive today. The second you do that, you don't even have to say those exact words. You know, you've got the Holy spirit inside of you. You've got everything that you need. He's already given that to us. Um, We just have to, you know, invite him in and we just have to be able to, uh, that's what I love about Jesus so much is that we can communicate. We just have to grow that relationship even when it's hard and even when we don't want to, it's kind of like working out. I hate working out, but I definitely need to work out. It's crazy because as you're talking to, I think about, we need to check ourselves so much because if you think about it, you always have something that you're probably starting to put your identity in other than Christ. I mean, and and if you go back to like my younger years, I, I, you know, I tried to put my identity in my family, what my family looked like and how I didn't, you know, I I wished I would have had a different family. And I, then I tried to put my identity in men. Then I tried at one point I tried to put my identity in drugs and then it was, it was all kinds of other stuff, you know? And so if we check ourselves regularly to figure out like, Hey, am I, am I really searching for my identity elsewhere in the world? Am I living for the world? Am I searching for it there? Or am I searching for it in scripture, in the word of God? Am I, am I diving into that to figure out what he says and who he says I am um, and who he is inside of me to where I can go out there and know, like I'm checking myself on a daily basis to figure out like, where I'm at mentally, where I'm at physically and how I'm, you know, giving that to him. Um, I always refer people a lot of times if I'm talking to people about identity or anything like that to Ephesians, because it talks about how we're called and how we're chosen and how we're his and how we're loved and adored and, um, you know, how we are a child of God. And I love that part about the word of God, but it's, it's, it's easy to read it but it's another thing to believe it. And if we're not believing who we are in Christ, then it's very easy for us to go out into this world. And when someone says something about us to go quickly in our mindsets, to focus on that one thing that they said versus the whole book of God and what it says, it's so easy for us to do that. I mean, I do it. I do it, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's very easy to get wrapped up in that. 
because the truth is, is we're going to hear a lot more worldly because we are in this world so much. Then if we're, you know, we probably spend what, you know, I, I think about it myself in the morning times I spend, I, I go and I sit with God, but I'm giving him before I go to work, maybe an hour, 45 minutes of my time in prayer and in scripture, but then I'm going out and I'm working eight hours a day somewhere at a job and I'm hearing things and I'm seeing things and I'm physically, you know, consuming myself with a lot of other things than I am than that 45 minutes to an hour that I've spent with him. And even at night when you come home. So it's almost like if, if you, you've got to drill that inside of you to know that, that all that other time that you've spent in the world that they could, that it's feeding you stuff and, and, you know, looking even at social media and seeing the things that you see and, you know, or hearing stuff or whatever it is, because the enemy knows what you struggle with too. And you're going to be faced with that. And if you're not fighting that off and he comes in, like scripture says, like a roaring lion, like if you aren't able to, fight that attack and have the armor of God on and knowing all those truths, then it's so easy to get wrapped up in everything else. And I think checking ourselves on a regular basis to know like, Hey, where am I finding my identity? What am I, what am I doing with this? And, and, and knowing that for ourselves to be able to, um, to know the truth, you know, and, and a lot of that, I think too, is memorizing those scriptures, because when you start fighting to be able to, you know, and I'm preaching to myself right now, but when you start fighting with something, um, knowing a scripture to be able to speak that truth back to yourself is like affirmation that you need in that attack. And if you, if you don't have that, then you, you're not able to fight back. And, and though that lie is feeding into you even more, um, then, than what the truth is. And then you're consumed by something that's false. You know, it's just like false advertisement. We see stuff all the time. It's, it's totally false advertisement, but people feed into that false advertisement because they don't know what's true. You know, it's just like, uh, um, anything that, you know, honestly, the world can consume you by. So that's also something that we've got to really be be able to fight back with um, the affirmations of God and know those for ourselves. Or if not, you know, we're going to feed into what's not true. And it's just like always the, and the visual that I always get when I think about this too, is like, have you ever put like a sticker on? I do this at, at church. A lot of times your kids get those stickers, you know, and then you get home and you wash your shirt with the sticker and you dry it and then you get it out all the time <laughs> there like stickers not going like the residue of that sticker I think that we have to remember that we get to choose what gets attached to us mm-hmm. I think sometimes we go out in our day and in our world and we allow someone else's opinion you know someone posts something mean on social media about you or someone says something mean or you hear something or or you get fired from your job I mean I lost my job in 2019 And someone told me that I was not a good leader and I took that and I attached it to myself and I wore it around, you know, in my day to day. And I woke up defeated. I went to bed defeated because I, I chose to attach those words and I, I let, I washed it and I dried it and I put it back on. And it was like this residue that just kind of stuck around. And it's, and then, and at the end of the day is, we don't, we cannot let those things attach to us. It's like being aware that we are in a battle, you know, and that, but 
we're in a battle, but we don't have to live defeated or like this loom and gloom. Cause I think that a lot of people, you can, you can get sucked into that. But then the day we're in a battle, but we're, we know it's victorious yeah. because we have Jesus and we're never alone and we're always loved and there's no condition to that. And so choosing to put on the scriptures, like you said, the armor, like choosing to, to read Ephesians, it's a great place to start. If, if, if somebody's listening and you're just like, well, the Bible's confusing or I don't understand it. I've been there too. Mm-hmm. Um, start with Ephesians, you know, and, and, and read about what that armor looks like and what truth looks like, because that's what we can choose to wear throughout the day. And that's where our confidence comes from. Women lack confidence because we put our confidence in what the culture says or what culture does. But if we put our confidence in Christ and standing on his promises and truths every day, and we wear that around, not only is that what's going to come out, but that's what people are going to see. And that's what people are going to be attracted to. And ultimately as daughters of the Kings and followers of, of Jesus, you know, we, we don't need, I mean, scripture says by his stripes, we are healed. So are we living healed or are we living defeated? And I can tell you, I lived so many years defeated and depressed and anxiety attacks and feeling like, you know, there's no, there's no worth and value. And I even put my value in how much I weighed in my pants size. Like if I could just get down to this weight, or if I could just get this job, if I could just get to this next thing, you know, if I could get asked to speak at this event, then I've made it, you know, you get wrapped up in all of those things at the end of the day doesn't matter at all. Um, and so at that whole time that I felt those things or thought those things, Jesus was just up there. I just want your attention. Mm -hmm. Pick up your word, like journal to me, like talk to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just, you know, I just want to encourage you, like you said, like checking yourself and having an accountability partner, finding someone that you can pick up the phone and say, let's, let's, once a month, let's talk about identity and see where we're at with each other. And, um, you know, that's an encouragement, kind of a tool that you can take away from this, this episode of let's grab a girlfriend and whether you, you don't even have to meet, it's hard to meet, like who has time to meet, right? You're wiping butts and you're like trying to feed your kids and you're like, you know, while you, you know, you got to do laundry. Like that's a thing. My kids don't have clean underwear right now. So (laughs) it's not a thing in the shepherd household this week, (laughs) but you're, you know, some of y'all do laundry, um, but you got to cook food and all that stuff. And so pick up the phone, like text each other and just say, where, where are you at? Where are you putting your identity? Where are you putting your worth and your value? Um, and let's start a movement, start a movement of women out there. That's wearing God's word and confidence and knowing who they are, because I think that that's going to change the world period. Um, because it's going to be through Jesus and, and yeah. his word. So that's good. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to be texting you. <laughs> we might be texting you too, just to keep well, you in check too. Put you in a little, right. you in a little group chat. Yes. yes. I can use a text like that myself, like just thinking about it. Cause there's so many women that struggle. And I think even women that wouldn't admit to the struggle because of, obviously we have pride. Right. And so there's, there's so many strong willed women, prideful women that wouldn't admit that they struggle with identity. Um, obviously, you know, because it's, it's a struggle to admit those things. And so mm-hmm. I think it would mean a lot to them, even if we were to reach out and text them, if, even if they wouldn't admit it, it would speak to their hearts and they, it would get them thinking and those wheels spinning mm-hmm. like, Oh, like, thank you for thinking of me. But then on a deeper level on their own time with God, 
I think it would get them thinking like, okay, where am I putting my identity or what, you know, what has my attention right in this moment or, you know, this week, what am I putting my thoughts and time and effort into? Because I mean, I mean, I need to be kept in check. If it wasn't for my accountability people, I mean, truthfully, I have no idea. And obviously God, but I have no idea where I would be right now because I need my people to keep me in check. I mean, I can't do it on my own. That's for sure. Right. We need each other. You know, we definitely need each other. And I think, I think anytime, because an enemy wants to isolate, right? Oh. And God always wants to unify. And so anytime you can be unified, even if it's just one other person or three or four or a Sunday school group, or, you know, if you're not connected to a church, I mean, I just want to encourage you find a women's group, you know, go to a church to go to a Sunday school. I love Sunday school. Um, whatever you can do, um, you know, to have that relationship, because that is fighting the enemy off by just unifying with one other person or two other people. Cause he can isolate you then he can definitely. And one thing I, I heard a sermon um, and, it, and it said, if, if, if Satan was going to have a garage sale and he was going to sell his tools, he said the first tool he would try to sell somebody would be, you know, oh, I'll use this tool as a disappointment, you know, because if the enemy can disappoint us or isolate us for us to feel defeated, then he can use any other tool out there. Yeah. And so we have to be aware of that. Like we have to know, like I have felt, and I'll be honest, it's funny we're having this conversation. My husband and I both have like lived in a little bit of disappointment and defeat the last few months. And, you know, we realize the root, the root of that disappointment. Yes. Some things happened in life that were, you know, that was hard and things that we were going through. And let's just be honest, parenting in itself. Um, but we realized that, okay, we need to be praying more together. Like we need to be um, like, you know, we need to be reading God's word. Like, so we're going through Hebrews as a family, just going scripture by scripture. And, um, and it, we just realized that it was because our attention was on our circumstances, mm. you know, which makes you feel disappointed sometimes, you know, like when you're, when your son, like my son didn't make the middle school baseball team and he's bawling his eyes out and you're dealing with your kid's disappointment and you're, you're dealing with, um, you know, our own disappointment and then all the other responsibilities, like it can weigh you down and you can feel like, you know, that, that, that the enemy used that tool of disappointment on you. But at the end of the day, like the root of that is okay. I've got to stop for a second, pick up God's word and remember that there's a purpose that he didn't make the baseball team. And it's funny because the second he was so upset and I stopped, I said, we need to pray. Like we need to just pray. And the second I prayed, like his spirit just calmed, you know, and just the Holy spirit just took over and we invited the Holy spirit to take it. We were like, just, you know, just, just help him, just encourage him. I like, that's all I said was Lord, just because I, I felt bad too. You know, I'm like, Lord, just encourage him. <laughs> you know, and he did like he did. And it was just such a sweet moment. And it was in that moment, I realized, well, that's what me and my husband need to do with our, you know, feeling defeated. Um, so, but we spent that, that way for months, like not taking the time to be aware and to realize because of the to do's of today. Um, and so if we focused on who, who we're supposed to be versus what we're supposed to do, I think that that would definitely help change our attention as well. And it is, like I said, it's not easy, you know, at all. Yeah. Um, the, it's funny because the one word that has been on my heart so um, much lately has been actually focus and focus because 
when we get our eyes wrapped up on different things, which we all do and we can tend to do because life in general is just crazy at times. But when we're focused on too many things or the wrong things and we're not creating um, boundaries and, and doing what we need to do to really have that healthy balance of life, um, we can focus on too many of the wrong things and, and really lose ourselves inside of that. And so I think for me, my eyes at times could get focused on, I don't really want to be at this place that I'm in right now, or I don't want to really go through what I'm going through right now and all of those kind of things when really taking that and putting it on God himself and saying, God, I'm just going to focus on who you are. And even though I don't know what you might be doing in this moment, but you're, you've already created something beautiful inside of me because you live inside of me and, and, and speaking that over yourself of knowing like, the only thing that I'm called to do is called to walk with the Lord. That That is what I've been called to do. My, my job is to love love others as he loves me and to know so much about him that I can spread the gospel and, and be a, a disciple for him. That's what I've been called to do. But too many times, you know, in life, we get focused on all that other stuff around us, which then in, in, in creates a, an identity crisis because we get so wrapped up that we forget. And, you know, when your eyes really are fixed on God, um, you don't have to worry about anything else, but it's like I say, I, like you said, like I could say it's, it's easier said than done when we are human. Um, but that's where that grace steps in and to know that every day is not going to be perfect. And every day you're not going to be focused and, and, and sat, set, set your eyes on the Lord. And every day you're not going to spend an hour to two hours with him. Like there's going to be things that come up, but to know that that's where grace steps in because his grace is sufficient and it, it completes us and it's there for us. And, and we can offer ourselves that same grace. So hmm. So good. And I think at the end of the day, we just, a great encouragement is to remind our, all, all of us remind ourselves, like we are not our job. Yeah. We are not our kids. We are not our spouses. We're not our moms or not our sisters. Like we're gods. Mm -hmm. And I think it's almost like we have to continually hand ourselves back over. Yeah. I'm gods. Like, like you said, I'm here to worship. I'm here to, to learn more about him and I'm here to tell more people about him and love others. And, and, and again, that takes that pressure off of, you know, Oh, you mean I don't have to make that perfect casserole or I don't have to like, you know, be perfect at my job. And no, I mean, we just, we're God's, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's who we are um, is we're God's daughter. And so, um, it's a continual handoff <laughs> back to him, I think, um, until we're with them. And we always have that hope. And, you know, there's, you know, you're never whoever, I just, I feel like I need to say this to don't know why, but like, if someone's listening and they're just at that moment where they feel so helpless, like they feel like they're, they're too far gone or they've done too much, or they feel too defeated or they are too shamed or whatever it may be like it, that's, that's never the case for the Lord. Um, ever because he loves you enough to create you. He loves you enough to die for you. And I really feel like it just takes just a second, a millisecond to say, 
like Jesus, like, you know, come, you know, save me, like encourage me, um, opening up his word. And, um, it just takes one step forward. And so, um, that's all it takes just to kind of come back, um, to him is just one little conversation. And, um, there's so many promises that, that he wants to love and encourage, you know, all of us. Um, and so, uh, that's what I love about Jesus so much is that it's, we're, we always have hope in him, especially when we've trusted our lives in him, that when we leave this earth, we're going to be with him in eternity. And so we always have hope. We always have victory. So we can say goodbye to defeat. You know, we need, we are healed through Jesus, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what someone says, regardless of what the world looks like. Um, we've gone through a lot the last couple of years, right. In the world. Um, but we, you know, cling to his hope and who he is. Um, and that's our encouragement. So. Yes. I am thankful for his promises. That is for sure. Well, I'm so glad we had this conversation because I definitely feel like it's something that every woman needs to hear and be reminded of, even if it's something they've heard before, or, you know, even in a different context, because for myself, this has been good for my own heart, just to to be reassured and to hear it in a different way and from a different person, because I think there's so many different perspectives and Mm -hmm. outlooks on it. And so the way that you've put it today and shared a little piece of your life and your testimony with us. Like I, I've really enjoyed it and appreciated it and just having you here with us. And um, I wanted you to share with the listeners too, like how can they find you? Where can they find you on social media, your website, um, a little bit more about you too, so they can look you up and find out a little bit more on like your books and things like that. Yeah, so um, my website's just my name. So Ashley B. Shepherd and Shepherd's spelled different. It's actually Shepherd like the Bible. That's what I tell people. Um, but it's Ashley B. and then Shepherd, S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D.com. Or you can go to beautifullydesigned.com as well. Um, my ministry is called Beautifully Designed because that's what I like to do is remind people that you're beautifully designed by the one who created you and loves you. But um, but yeah, and you can go on there um, and I've got, you can read more about my books. Um and if you have the Bible app, this is cool too. If you, a lot of people have the little Bible, the version Bible app, you can um, look up beautifully designed on that and you can do a couple days of my 30 day devotion and try it out on that um, before. And um, you can get some information through there as well. But, um, but yeah, I have a little blog there, but, but, you know, any resources that I have, my whole goal is to, you know, point every single person to Christ, um, and who he is. And, um, and again, I mean, there's no, no, there's nothing special about me. There's, I mean, all I want to do is use everything that he's given me, steward it well, the good, the bad, the ugly, and to show people that, you know, we're all, we all wake up, you know, we all have, we all want to have hope in Jesus and we all, you know, we all, have that same heart. And so I just want to continue to point people to Jesus because we, we need him and we need to be reminded of who we are in him and who he says about us. But, um, but yeah, you can check out the website and, um, but thank you again for having me and, okay. So now we're friends. So now that y'all need to come to Tennessee. So yeah. <laughs> um, and I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, just to introduce you to everybody that I know and, and, you know, follow you guys and get your encouragement, um, and the love that you pour on them. So, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Um, we already love you. (laughs) You're already our sister in Christ. So we're so excited about forming that new relationship and, um, we'll talk to you soon and we'll see you guys next week or talk to you next week. We always say see you later.
See ya, but we'll talk to you next week.